Welcome to this week's Deep Dive. This week, we have the ever-famous, ever-popular Bobby Lee Who. Welcome, Bobby. Hey, Katie. How are you? Good. So we're actually having this a little bit later than the actual topic, but it kind of ties into an article that you recently posted on for Skew. And so our topic was sort of promo fails, like how do you adapt, pivot, change and then your article was sort of on disaster preparation like how are you addressing coping with the coronavirus and everything else that's kind of coming through so we're gonna cover it all while not making everyone paranoid about people washing their hands <laughs> right. <so. laughs> right right yeah so it's one of the things that everyone is coming up a lot and concierge actually communicated about this for your events is you know we're monitoring the situation we're being cautious yeah. but we're not canceling yet and i work on a conference as well and we're having the same conversation of like when do we pull the trigger when do we decide to go ahead and and but what we're seeing a lot are that conferences are being canceled large events right. are being canceled or postponed and and so there's so much of promo that's tied into that that kind of gets affected by this. So how do you, how do you suggest to distributors like to adapt and pivot to handing out swag at an event to yeah. kind of an open question? Right. Um, first, I think, I think we should um, acknowledge that as an industry, we are incredible at pivoting. So when you think about what a distributor does on a regular basis before the crisis erupted, um, that's all they deal with. And you know, suppliers too and manufacturers is, is pivoting towards solutions. Um, you know, inventory is out or this product imprint is wrong. And so distributors actually already have a ready-made muscle that they've exercised for years. So I think we need to be confident in that first of all that we have this reflexive action built into us to actually come up with alternative solutions. Um, so I don't know, there are folks like me that sort of need to recall that we have that confidence already built into us. So that's a good thing. Um, the, the, the conference, another thing about perspective is that in PPAI's report, you know, about 10% of the overall industry revenue, which is significant, is tied up in events. Now, now, I say that knowing full well, Kate, that I'm talking to you and a lot of your awards, you know, it could be 80% of your business. So there are folks that certainly have reason uh, for concern. One of the things that um, I wrote about in the article and that we talk about a lot is that the purpose of the promotion still exists. So the event might be canceled, but what the customer was doing is still needs to be doing. They still need to be doing that. Yeah. So whether it's celebrating successes, for example, awards. We had an award program. It was a you know one hundred fifty thousand dollar crystal award program, and we shipped awards to the recipients. They had they had you know kind of mock awards handed out at the physical event, but we still shipped uh, items to the customer. There's freight revenue involved. There's kidding revenue involved. There's all kinds of great revenue involved. So a lot of um, for like our events, we need to remember. 10% of the industry for the most part, and for those that um, you know, have, are dealing with canceled events, the purpose still exists. Like I said, celebrating successes. Um, it might be that they're introducing new services. They're gathering together for a reason. Um, there are so many great suppliers, Pierre Chameleon-like is one of them, that are doing these wonderful kits that you can send out. So it's time to work with our clients on readdressing the purpose of the conference. Was it inspiration? If so, let's build an inspiration kit for yeah. attendees it was if it's the awards program let's think of ways that we can actually celebrate these awards and still get these in the hands of recipients so a lot of pivoting needs to be turned toward purpose and reminding ourselves and our customer uh, because our customer sort of has the promo professional in a need-to-know basis 
right? They'll, they'll be like, the event was canceled, let's cancel the promotions. But, and we sort of have to push our way a little bit into the conversation of, all right, but I want to be a part of the solution here. You know, uh, how, what, what, what can we do to help redeem this situation for you and your brand? You were gathering together for a reason. What were those purposes? And let's think about how we can reframe uh, this entire project to still accomplish your organization's goals. And it's so true because the point of promo is to send and share a message. So yeah. that message hasn't changed. That need to send and share a message right. hasn't changed. It's just now the delivery needs to change. And absolutely, and, yeah, yeah. And I always think of like it was this thing came up on like a business group that I'm on on Facebook of because it's not just conferences and awards that you kind of have to be aware of. It's the process that you're sending that message. So it was one of this uh, this company had bought these cubes with the message on it with intending that everyone like pose with it, pass it around. So like you've done a good thing, you get this cube and that cube now goes on. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, now we're just sending around things like physical artifacts in a viral situation. And it's like, okay, well now you just have to change the message of that. So they were meant to be shared. So now you just pivot it to it's right. point of recognition. Um, so this thankfully wasn't my project, but um, it, it is kind of, Okay, so it started as A, you have yeah. to be creative enough. If you're selling right. yourself as a creative person, then you're going to be Absolutely. creative enough to, to yeah. pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's about reframing. It's all about reframing. Reframing, you know, those interrogative pronouns, who, what, when, where, why, and how, will unlock your creativity in such a great way. Um, that's where we need to get back to. What was the purpose of the promotion? Let's readdress that. Yeah. Uh, another thing to remember, too, these budgets can be shifted to other things. So the event itself might be canceled. But there are ways, are there other ways outside of an event, outside of shipping things to them that we can do yeah. in a later project that might help, um, you know, celebrate this or whatever it was we were doing. Imported orders are very similar in this regard. Another way of reframing the challenge, you know, John Vo delivered at SKU Camp last fall a great talk on his creative process. And he's one of the most creative distributors in the business. And Google is one of his clients, but the, what for one particular project, he had an imported order where the customer wanted a thousand units um, to be given as VIP gifts at Coachella. And it was going to be a multi-color imprint. It was going to be imported order. And they were having trouble actually meeting the specs with the requirements that the customer wanted. So what John suggested, which was a wild suggestion instead, was, and this John, the way John is, um, yeah. was that we, how about we increase the budget six times? but reduce the quantity down to 50. And, and so what he did was he created this incredible exclusive experience with 50 units as opposed to what they were thinking with the thousands. So uh, again, it's about reframing. How do we approach this problem differently? You know, how do we approach this quantity differently? How do we approach the, the end goal of the customer? In this case, what John had his mind around really well was the end goal of customer. He knew the customer wanted to create FOMO and an exclusive experience reserved only for VIPs. So he just actually took it even further than the client expected and it was an incredible success. So again, going back to what our industry does incredibly well, we already have this muscle built in. We have pivot all the time. Um, it's just, and it may require a little more teamwork than usual to come up with some yeah. of these ideas. And a little more thinking out of the box. So it's, you know, yeah. you were going to go to a conference or a trade show and give away a thousand items at $2 each. Well, yeah. start a campaign where people can get an item and make it like a hundred pieces at $20 each and right. kind of play with it that way. And I don't sound glib or insincere about the real panic that's happening. Um, but I'm just trying to help 
us all remember that the organization still has these goals. They didn't, the goal itself didn't, you know, dissipate with the event, yeah. didn't disappear with the event. It's still there. And, and that's the kind of tough part right now is that uh, you want to, there's this communication going on about coronavirus where you want to be cautious. You want to be aware of how everyone is. Sure. And when it gets down to it is you want to make sure your employees are happy, safe, and not scared and yeah. aware of like compassion. And, um, but at the same time is that you don't want to be so cautious that you cancel business, that you cancel yeah, plans, right, that right. you kind of pull yourself way farther back on your momentum than you ever were. So it's, it's a tough line to kind of yeah. go on that. And yeah, you want to yeah, make it about yeah. the people, but again, like, you know, people stop the job. It, it, this is where some really tough decisions are obviously being made all over uh, businesses right now. Um, and I think the difference is in reacting and responding. Um, and I know that's a trite overused phrase, but it's so true in our business because we're in a very reactive business and often we don't get a chance to respond because we're so busy reacting to situations and reacting puts us in a defensive mode as opposed to an offensive mode. Um, but like, and, and like leadership is a great example. This is a time for us as an industry to recognize the power of promotional energy and what it can do on behalf of a brand and a company and a recipient and remember that and go in with that conviction with those kinds of ideas. Um, also, you know, as leaders, this is a challenge, you know, this Kate, um, with your team, um, it, it's a, it's a very difficult time uh, for many in terms of worrisome, uh, uh, everything, it's at the, at the, on top of everybody's mind. It, when I ran a distributorship for years, we were in a market that had a volatile weather pattern. So every spring we were dealing, we were dodging tornadoes. Every winter we were dealing with ice. And there were some t team members that were petrified and there were some team members you know, that were cavalier uh, about it. And you had both of those extremes exist under one roof. And so you, you have to, you know, in, lead with compassion, but also remember that we do have to lead, right? We just can't follow pandemonium and panic, uh, both not only on the leadership side, but also as, as an industry. Yeah. And, and that is tough. Like you had a great, um, for the article you wrote, which I highly suggest people check out is just about that. It's like, be really respectful of people's feelings and emotions. Yeah. And, and again, that lead with compassion is that, yeah, that person may not have an issue with coming in, but another person is really concerned about because so much is unknown. Like they live in that uncertainty. And right. Um, right. Yeah. One other thought that just occurred to me, you know, we had this on the Skewcast, we had this, the decade ahead series that were recorded um, with David Nicholson of PCNA with Jonathan Isaacson of Gemline. We had Tim Andrews, Paul Bellantone on the same conversation. Um, Mark and I and Jamie Mayer on one conversation. One of the comments that I remember, um, I, I can't remember who said it. It might've been uh, Jonathan Isaacson. Sounds like the kind of thing he would say or David Nicholson, either one. Um, but they, they also encourage us in a leadership role or everyone to, to think through this situation. I, I asked them what the distinction they thought would be a difference between the recession we could possibly face versus the recession that we had. And one of the great insights that they talked about was thinking through this problem, not just at this problem, but what's it going to look like on the other side of this, you know, cause we are going to get on the other side of this and, and how are we going to emerge as a business different? How are we gonna emerge on behalf of our clients different? How are we gonna come across as more consultative and, and helpful to our customers? So I think thinking through the problem and seeing to the other side is a big part of, of, of that leadership aspect. 
Yeah. I don't know that I'm making any sense at all, Kate. Oh, no, there you. you completely do. I, I think, and I think the problem is right now is that because so much is unknown, we all want to be proactive and do something and react. And unfortunately, we're in the situation where a lot is unknown, so you can't be yeah. reactionary. But what you do now really establishes your future. So do you, right. like, it's one of those, like, you're planning, you're strategic. If you were smart, you already have a plan in hand for this, or you're like taking it a day at a time, kind of being prepared. So what you said makes total sense and sort of, you know, this is not going to be forever, but it's going to define you for at least the future, almost future, near future, well into the future. (laughs) How paranoid (laughs) should we be here, Bobby? (laughs) I know. I don't want to answer that question. Smarter minds than me working on that one, but yeah. Got it. Should we get them on here? Should we? Yeah, call them that probably should have, should have had someone else on here, Kate. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go make a call. <laughs> yeah, do that. But yeah, so and your article was great in that way, and sort of covering everything because you, it's the same. How you react to things is the same. On you're dealing with a global pandemic to an order's gone wrong and your client's really upset and it's not a big thing for you, but it's a big thing for them. So how do you react that way? Or, um, yeah, your promo fail. And like, what do you do to communicate? What do you do to sort of solve it? And yeah, it's a little, it's, it's difficult and finding your right footing on things can be defining of who you are, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be your suggestion for sort of communicating plans to clients and customers and preparing them without being reactionary, but reactionary. yeah, it's very important for us to remember a couple of things. Um, number one, be clear, concise, and consistent in your communication with your team members as well as clients. Also, don't forget, uh, Harvey, Harvey Ma- uh, Mackey with uh, Whole Foods has this great stakeholders diagram where he shows that in our businesses, we have multiple stakeholders. We don't have just our clients and our employees, which is what we think of as stakeholders. In this business in particular, um, our supplier partners are vital, important, uh, partnership for us. So you have supplier partners, you have investors, you have clients, you have employees, you have the community. Some of us do direct work in the community and all of those folks um, should, we should be communicating regularly. There's a temptation not to communicate when things like this, because you don't know anything, um, but be very upfront with communication and be very consistent with communication. Otherwise the rumor mill is going to re- take over the communication for you. So I think it's really important no matter how small you are, no matter how big you are, that you can communicate clearly about what the business is doing right now, what they think in terms of um, positive leadership and the concerns that they have. You know, Stripe had this um, put on their, their website. Uh, they communicated to all their employees about working from home. You know, they actually uh, had required some offices, depending on location, to work from home. Others, they highly encouraged it. And I, that was a really compassionate response, but also a very fast response. It's one of the fastest responses I've, I've seen. So I think communicating that, it's also a great time to communicate with clients, to talk with them about not just event promotions, because we know event promotions are just 10% of what we do for the most part. Um, but to communicate with them about some of the upcoming challenges, you know, down the road, what can we do? And clients are going to be so busy right now. It's going to be so hard to get in with them and visit with them, but it is imperative that we visit about other projects that are coming up so that we have enough time to prepare. Um, I know it's easier said than done, but it's time to look at your order history from last year, looking at second, third and fourth quarters, seeing what you did, seeing what projects are going to require immediate attention. And also just getting with your top 10 customers um, to talk about organizational goals overall that might, 
be hindered or hampered by this and how you can use the power of promotional energy to help augment, you know, uh, a return to that. So. Yeah, no, it's, I, I'm thinking of this time in terms of lists, like start making, and you keep seat with everyone is like you, you, you sort of suggest like make a list of your domestic suppliers, make a list right. of your coming events and make a list of the clients that you now have to tell like, okay, if we're ordering this, our production time is now, go, now gone from this amount of time to this much more time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, a lot of preparedness needs to happen. So it's alarming, but we have calm voices like you on our side, Bobby. <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate it. You know how hard this is for me, by the way. You know how hard it is yeah. for me to do videos. So, you know, you're like, you're trying to get me to stay on a little longer. And I'm like, you know. A little bit. But see, this is now yeah. the future of communication. You have to get used to this. Like, uh, yeah, we're we're exactly. all telecommuting now. You're exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, this is, you just have to remember to stay dressed, brush your hair, and you're all set for the day. Oh, and wash your hands and go touch your face. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just all the calm things. So Bobby, where can we find you on the internet? Because that's where you're going to live right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can find me at Bobby Lee Hugh, B-O-B-B-Y-L-E-H-E-W, or mostly what's more important is you can find me at Common Skew. Yeah, definitely. Wonderful. And uh, everyone remember to join us every week uh, for Promo Chat Wednesday at 3 p.m. noon Pacific. And uh, thank you to our sponsors, Maple Ridge Farms, who's making this happen. Okay, take oh, care. Awesome. Yeah. Bye, Bobby. Thanks. All right, take care.